This is the NRL.com Fantasy Podcast. Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast. I'm Andrew Bryan, Deputy Editor of NRL.com. I'm joined in the studio this week by Chris Kennedy and Don Brock, our resident fantasy experts. Boys, we've had new coaches signed, old coaches re-signed. We've had Cooper Cronk leaving the storm. The Panthers have dropped three players for disciplinary reasons, and that was in the space of just 24 hours. Just another quiet week in rugby league, isn't it? <laughs> Massive news day. Um, yeah, I was saying last week, actually, in our uh, in the office that uh, Tuesdays are normally pretty quiet, but not the case this week. The Dombrock curse. You also said the tipping was going to be easy, and then I think our expert tippers got two out of 38 in the first two weeks with the two upsets. So we all blame Dombrock at the moment. Easy on paper with the proviso that probably wouldn't be how it pans out, I think. It's sort of always the way with tipping. The latest in league. The Panthers, big news out of the Panthers. Matt Moylan, Peter Hicku and Waka Blake have been dropped for disciplinary reasons. Uh, that means Dylan Edwards, Malachi Watini, Zelezniak and Michael Oldfield are in. CK, what does this mean for fantasy? Not a great deal, I don't think. Probably the most interesting aspect is Dylan Edwards, who's got a really small break-even and should make uh, a healthy dose of coin this week. But with Matt Moylan back next week and him out of the team, the job security, I don't think, unless you've somehow already got him, there's, there's no way to be bringing him in. Um, the other guys aren't really all that relevant, and I don't think really massively affects the guys who are fantasy relevant, like Nathan Cleary should probably score similarly regardless. Yeah, the timing's actually quite tricky because it, it clouds the issue a bit about who is going to be uh, Tyrone Peachy's replacement for the next... Mm. Four to six weeks, he's out with a fractured rib. Um, so some people are guessing Dylan Edwards might stick around and get a spot in the back line next week, but it's impossible to say at this point. He's playing fullback for Moylan this week. He won't be doing that next week. That'd be pretty handy, though. He's 171,000 with a break-even of minus 10. So if he gets an extended run, he could be a good mid-range cash cow. Yeah, that's right. But but as you know, as I say, it's hard to know if he, if he sticks around next week. Yeah. We've got other options in the outside backs. Exactly. By the time you know it, he'll be out of range. Probably the other relevant fact with all that is uh, last week's number one cashy, Corey Harawira Naira, um, has certainly all his competition for spots has evaporated, um, at least in a one-week sense with Fisher-Harris and Cartwright also not named and all these guys. You know, Hick, who was on the bench as well, um, so he's sort of set for another big minute starting gig and another sort of 50k price rise and if you jumped on him early he was beating cam smith in the first half he was going a point a minute yeah. all the way through the first half and then i don't know what happened in the second half but he went backwards in the second half and then came off the field but for a while there it looked like he was going to make it for money. 80 yeah he, was, he still scored 40 odd i think yes. we'll take that absolutely um, made 50 grand i think in one hit might do that again. You know, it's been a dream run, really, if you picked them up last week. And I guess if you have those Panthers players, I mean, Moylan and Hiku have both lost about 50k already. So this might just be the, the the point that it's like, all right, cut your losses and get them out of your team because they're not doing much for you anyway. Exactly. Hiku on the bench was always going to be a sell, getting you know 10 or 20 minutes yeah. a game. And, and Moylan's Moylan. one of those guys who's you know wonderful player, but not really a fantasy gun. All right, the news that the Bulldogs, obviously, other than Des Hasler re-signing for another two years, is they had the big win with Frawley at halfback, but he's dropped now that Moses Mbaye is back. Moses Mbaye, 358k, already lost 66k. What do you think about this? Because Frawley looked really good for the Dogs in that win. Yeah, Frawley dropped to the Intrust Super Premiership, but not named in the Intrust Super Premiership. Oh, conspiracy so could theories. Be some little bit of ducks and drakes there. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't find his way into the 17, whether it's on the bench or whether he's a late switch through into the starting side with 
Reynolds or Mbai on the bench. Bit of talk about Mbai going to hooker. A even. little bit, yeah. I don't mind that. There's talk about either Reynolds or Mbai going to hooker. I don't really like Reynolds trying to defend there for 60 or 80 minutes. Um, Moses, I think, could probably handle it a little bit better. Has played there before, although not a great deal. Um, I think he played a grand final there, didn't he? Um, but yeah, I think with Frawley not named in reserve grade, you'd have to think he comes into the starting side. What Des is thinking, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, he was on the. He's in the extended squad this week. Yeah. Um, you know, his kicking game was great last week, and that's that's exactly what they need. Um, it's not like, you know, if we're looking at other news stories at the moment, it's not like they necessarily are going to be planning to make Moses Zembaya long-term halfback now with other halfbacks suddenly on the uh, market. On the market. So, um, yeah, Frawley could get a could get an extended run. So they play Friday night. Yeah. Um, so we should at least know early in the round whether he's playing or not. If that's the case, he could be a, um, a cheapie to bring in. His stats as well. He got 400 and something kick metres. Josh Reynolds kicked for nine metres in that game. No one else kicked at all for the Bulldogs. So he got 20 something points just in base stats. And he lost three try assists by his teammates being offside or knocking on yeah. in the act of, of potentially scoring a try. So and still another, scored 44 points. Yeah, yeah. With, with, with 15 points gone begging. So yeah. he could be you know, easily a 40-plus average player so, if he gets a run. So watch for the team lists and if he's in, maybe look at bringing him in for an LG or someone like that. But his yeah. job security is going to be questionable depending on how the Bulldogs go. Exactly. LG and Riley Jacks will be both just about ready to, to cash out. But job security is always going to be the risk. All right, at the Roosters, Dylan Napper out with an ankle, four weeks. He's lost 80k, which has been surprising with Isaac Luce starting. Uh, what do you think there at the Roosters, Dom? Uh, I don't know. Does that have any real fantasy ramifications? Um, I, I mean, bad if you've got him in your team, obviously. Yeah, Napper's clearly a sell if you've got him. But in terms of, you know, Jared Rhea Hargreaves, I know a few people picked him up thinking that his injury affected year last year. He might make a bit of money. He has made a bit of money. He might make a bit more, but yep. it's certainly not enough to make him a, a buy at this point. Um, the rest of their guys, Cordner and so on, I don't think it really affects all that much. And Pierce and Keary, probably not too much either. All right, a lot of news coming out of the Cowboys. Obviously, Jake Granville injured himself right at the end of their game, a broken leg out for six weeks, possibly. Could be back a bit earlier. Uh, ben Hampton, 143. Mm. I know that... Dom, you're very disappointed. Uh, he's in about 50% of teams, and we've been wondering all this time why Ben Hampton's there. It can't there. be 50% it's of teams. It's 21% of teams. Is it still, okay? That's yeah. still too many. It's, I, don't, I can't fathom why anyone would have started the year with Ben Hampton. It's because he's... A, so he's cheap and he's got a, yeah, a name you can recognise. But he's a bench utility, so he's looking at 10 to 20 minutes a game, and his points per minute scoring historically is terrible and has been terrible this year so I'm not quite sure why but have him. for those who do have him it, they've now hit the jackpot he could be a starting hooker yeah. theoretically for up to six weeks so Granville they say could miss three to six weeks which is quite a big range yes. um, it's the non-weight bearing bone it's the fibula so they do come back from those reasonably quickly they yeah. don't need to be fully healed I don't think Dr CK in the fantasy yeah, so yeah, using my <laughs> medical degree to prepare <laughs> Um, but yeah, what I would say with that is I can't fathom any way Hampton's going to play 80 minutes at hooker. Even if he starts there, he might play 50, 60 minutes. Yep. They've named Ponga on the interchange. I can't really see him playing a lot of dummy half, maybe in attack, but certainly not in defence. Blake Leary has joined the 21-man squad uh, from the Townsville Blackhawks. Remember him being a, a fantasy-relevant guy from Manly um, in the last year or two. He... Is, he prefers to play in the forwards, but he has been used as a sort of backup dummy half at times. I can see him coming to the 17 and taking 20 or 30 minutes off Hampton. So if he's playing 50 to 60 minutes, and his points per minute this year is, I'd look this up, it's 0.46. So if he plays, you know, 50 minutes, he's looking at getting, you know, 20 
six or 28 points, it's probably not enough to waste two trays bringing him in and out, in my opinion. Yeah. The interesting point you brought up there with Ponga, obviously 202,000, he's made 54, he's got a break even of minus nine. And I guess that is also cover for Luke Lachlan Coote, who yeah. almost looked like he got shot. He made a break last week and looked mm -hmm. like his calf was shot, but he did finish the game. But there is some fear there. Coote could still miss either this week or even next week, which would be good for Ponga owners. Yeah, exactly. So it's, so it's good news for Ponga owners and for... Um, uh, ben Hampton owners this week, but I wouldn't be buying either of them based on mm. that team list. Um, yeah, yeah. If, if you've got Ponga, you've just got to wait and hope that he gets game time sporadically throughout the season. Um, he'll always going to he's always going to score pretty well when he's on the field. Yeah, but um, you just hope he doesn't end up in that interchange role getting twenty minutes because that exactly. really stunt his. And that's the off. that's the other bad thing with Hampton is if you bought him now and even if he plays three or four games at hooker and scores well, he's going to go back to that bench utility spot and score badly. So it's not like... Lose any money he's made and be an auto-emergency risk against exactly. him. Exactly. You to sell him. You have to sell him yeah, very quickly, which means you have to find someone to replace him with. It puts the pressure on yep. timing-wise. And the only other thing I want to bring up from the Cowboys is Fenson for country. He was a fantasy <laughs> gun for so long. He's moved to the Cowboys. I mean, he's off the bench, but he scored 59 last week, scored a try, and Twitter was ablaze with Fenson for <laughs> country. Fenson, country it? origins, their last game. Surely Fenson gets a run. <sighs> I jumped out of my chair when he scored that try. I love, I love some Sean Fenson. Um, I'd love to see him play City Country, but I don't know if it's going to happen at this point. But I am glad to see him back in first grade and doing well. All right, and Josh Dugan out, uh, hoping to be back for Anzac Day. He's out two weeks with a hamstring strain. Uh, so there's a bit of a shuffle there with Nightingale. Yeah, Nightingale name there. He's actually dropped a fair lot of cash to start the year, and he's been a pretty reliable fantasy scorer for a winger over the years. Um, if you are looking at a mid-range sort of reliable fullback option, he's probably not the worst uh, this week with you know two to four weeks in the fullback option, and then potentially you know borderline keeper. Outside of that, it's not the route I'll be going down, but it's probably one that's worth looking at. Um, Kurt Mann named on the wing. Potentially those two could swap around with Mann, sort of preferring the fullback role. Cash cow. All right, cash cows, and we mentioned Ben Hampton at the top, but 143, we've had a lot of questions on social using the hashtag NRL Fantasy. Uh, is Ben Hampton an option, given what we discussed earlier, or is it too much of a risk not knowing how long Granville's going to be out for? Yeah, I, I don't love the option. I, I can see why... I'm not sure what his price is. I assume he's still pretty cheap. 143 Yeah, so as a cash-out option, um, you know, he's all right because he's going to score some points this week. He could score quite well for three to six weeks. So if he scores really well for six weeks, then it's a, it's a good move. All right, we mentioned him at the top, but Harawira Naira, 190,000, jumped 50K after we talked him up last week. A lot of people jumped on him last week. Is it too late to jump on him? He's starting again in the second row. Looks like he'll get a bit of a run there. It's a tricky one. Last week, we did say that, you know, that was the time to get him rather yeah. than this week. Um, so, I don't know, do we stick by that? I mean, he should make 50 grand again. He's still going to make a lot of money. He's still got a big break, like a negative break even. So, And he looked the goods until, I don't know what happened in that second half, but he does seem to watch him closely, obviously, against the Storm. He does stick in that left channel and doesn't come looking for the ball. So if the Panthers aren't going that way, maybe he isn't as good yeah. as... He I does break his share of tackles when he's got yes. the ball, which is good for a back rower. Um, yeah, you've missed 50 grand in price rises. Next week, after the, what's going to be another 50 grand price rise, those three... Dropped players are coming back, and you've then got Cartwright and Fisher-Harris. Almost certainly one of them's going to be back, if not both. Uh, does he go back to the bench? Is he out of the team? 
Um, for 138k, yes. For 190-ish k, yeah. probably not. Yeah, the risk is there because you make 50 grand and then he's dropped. Yeah. And 50 grand is not worth two trades, you know. All right, Jamal Idris started last week. He's in a lot of fantasy teams. 163,000. If you've stuck with him, he scored 30, made 15k, which is a nice little boost. What do we think about Jamal? Oh, I think he'll continue to score 30s-ish. There'll be a game at some point where he breaks a few tackles and scores a try and gets high 40s. Um, I started the year with him. I, on, I only sold him because I wanted to get one of those other, you know, all those cheapies we had in round two and three yep. into my team. Um, if you've held him, then good job. I think he's going to scrape together some coin, ride it out. If you didn't or if you don't have him, I don't think I'd be buying him back. Yeah, so I've got him in my team and I'm really comfortable with it. I assume he's yep. going to do at least as well as he did last week. Yep. Um, could easily hit... 40s on a regular basis as his fitness comes back and everything. Um, yeah, I mean, he's probably not the worst buy. He's still fairly cheap, but yeah, you'd, you'd kind of want to see him get one big score first. To Potentially if you've got a, I don't know, like a Robert Jennings or a Tata Monga or someone you really want to get out of your team who's peaked, maybe. Otherwise, yeah, I wouldn't. Yep. All right, let's go to two players who killed me on the weekend. I've got both, but both on my non-playing reserves, which absolutely killed me. Nick Kotrick scored 59. Uh, he's got a break-even of 1, 253,000. So he's a mid-range, but he's playing the house down. And uh, Brad Abbey, 44, kicking goals as well, Brad like Abbey. we said from the beginning. Mm, out of nowhere. Yeah, fine. <laughs> finally. The mail was right. It was just two weeks too, uh, <laughs> too early. Um, I don't know. I've got both those guys. I'm happy to have them. I'm very frustrated that I left Kotrick out of my 17 on the weekend. He's now way too expensive to buy. An 18-year-old winger at 250k, even being as good as he clearly is, there's no way I'd be buying him now. If you've got him, then obviously ride it out. Um, Brad Abbey, I don't know. We've got Hopper and, and Holland back both reasonably yeah. soon the next couple of weeks. I think neither are, are buyers. That means more guys will, more cash cows will pull up during the year. Yeah. We're still only five weeks in. But um, yeah, good news if you have them. I think Kotrick's still worth playing in your in your back yeah. three if you've, um, unless you're stacked in the back three. He's a bit of a mini Josh Mansour, can break tackles. Yeah. As we saw with that try where he did And he was in the middle of the field as well, which is, yeah. yeah. Um, Abby, I'd still probably stick outside my 17. Yeah. All right, if you're an NRL fantasy player, your favourite pastime is talking about your hard luck stories and your flops and yelling at players who didn't perform. Cohen has 20, was going a point a minute, but he was concussed early and didn't come back. And Bodine Thompson, who I've mentioned previously, he scored 19 and he's still bleeding cash. Yeah, like most of us, I missed the start of that game um, due to being at the... That was the Friday night one, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, so we were all at the... Manly Roosters. Um, I don't, it sounds like he didn't actually really play prop. He played more his traditional back row role and the concussion obviously didn't help him. Um, that's just unfortunate. I think he's probably always going to come down from his lofty heights. I don't think we tipped it happening in quite such spectacular fashion with a, a head knock, but if you've got him, then certainly I wouldn't be selling him. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird one because I actually think it's pretty promising if you've got Hess that he made the starting team. Um, uh, they could easily pull that switch again this week and start him again. Um, you know, as long as he's in contention for us. Because the, the dream scenario, if you have him, is that he's a starting second rower long-term this season. Yeah. Um, and that was a, a positive sign that that could happen. So I wouldn't panic at all. Talking about other flops, Jesse Bromwich, surely he has bottom-lined. He's lost 129,000, had another slowish game. Robbie Farah scored four. So he's set to lose a lot of cash and 
probably in doubt with that back injury. And we've got a few other flops here in Rajraja, who scored eight, Lewis Brown, who scored nine, and Joe Stimson, who scored six. So there's a few players disappointing, but is it panic stations if you've got those guys? Um, Lewis Brown, uh, you should probably not have had, and he's definitely a sell if you've got him. Radradra is going to be up and down, I think, this year consistently. If you've got him at this point, you're probably close enough to having some excellent buy coverage that I'd almost hang on to him. And the Eels have been struggling, which obviously hasn't helped. They helped. showed some signs of life in that second half against Canberra. I think they could be on their way back to something a bit more like consistent form, which is probably good for Radradra if you've got him. Um, who else is on there? Jesse Bromwich is probably almost a buy in the next couple of weeks. He's just one good score away from being a really good pickup. Who else did you mention? There was someone else. Uh, Bron- uh, Farah, who yeah, pulled Farrah. out with the back injury, scored so. four. And he's been named, but there's talk that Cook might play 80 minutes. Exactly, yeah. The, uh, again, I mean, the back injury is bad. The fact that he started on the bench is probably worse. So Did he start on the bench because he was already struggling? with? I, his I think so, but in which case, why put him on the bench anyway if he's in yeah. doubt? But even if he's fit and starting Cook there, I think means Farrah's no There are some big scoring hookers around this year in fantasy, so Farrah doesn't look like being one of them. Yep. This round's player in focus. All right, let's go into our player in focus now. And we've picked Trent Marin this week, 467,000. He is not setting fantasy alight, Mm. averaging just 43. CK, you're rubbing your head. Sounds like you've got him and you've stuck with him. He's normally a gun, but he just scored 24 against the Storm. Just you are the turning bright red, CK. Deja vu, Why does he do it to me? He scored... So, Dom, I think you've got some numbers here, which I think semi-justifies my appalling decision to sell him last year, which is a mistake I don't plan on making again. But Yeah, so, so a lot of people are looking at selling Marin this week after he scored 24 on the weekend. Um, <laughs> CK might be one of them. Um, the reason to keep him... Two reasons. One is that he's a gun in the past. He averaged 55 last season. Uh, And the other thing is pretty much this exact same thing happened last year. So right now his average is 43, which is not terrible. Um, He's had a couple of good scores, a couple of bad scores. This time last year, he had missed one game through injury, had a couple of 50s and had a 28 in round five and an average of 43. And a lot of people, including CK, CK. (laughs) uh, sold him at that point. And then... From then on, he was an absolute machine. He averaged 58 for the rest of the season. He got 80 the week after. He got, yeah, 83 in round six. Dear me. And then, so that his scores after that 28 were 83, 52, 57, 52, 46, 55, 50, 56. Like so he killed two seventies after that. Yeah. So, so that's what you're what you're risking. If you sell him right now, that that could happen again. He could just be a bit of a slow starter at the start of the year, and then. As he gets, I don't know, more match fitness, mm. his game time goes up. And so do we wait till CK sells him and then <laughs> just buy him because he's going to idea. prove CK wrong? Wait for him to have one good score and then jump on because I think he'll be a, a discount keeper at that point. Yeah. Um, bear in mind, this time last year, he had been rumoured as filling in in the front row. They had all these back rowers, Elijah I mean, he was at a new was club last there. year as well. We weren't sure how he was going to fit in. This year, the new recruit is James Tamo, who's a front rower, and they're having issues with their back row. And I don't... Like, he did miss a few tackles against the Storm, which His didn't help his score. but still pretty decent, So he made though. 20 tackles, 120 metres, which but, is pretty solid. I mean, he just didn't, he didn't have any tackle breaks. He had a few uh, missed tackles... Not but really considering the, their forwards at the moment, you would have thought his scores would go up considering that Bryce Cartwright's been in and out of the team. And, yeah. You know, they've had I mean, to put in Naira. That game against Melbourne was a weird one because they lost pretty comfortably, but a lot of that second half they were attacking Melbourne. Panthers had 60% of the ball, so exactly. he's not going to get as many tackles. And they were right on Melbourne's line, so there's not a lot of metres he can make. There's not many tackles he can make in that time. It's just yeah. one of those awkward 
type of games for a fantasy forward. He played almost 80 against the Roosters, didn't he? Yeah, so his minutes have been all around the place as well. 44, 57, 76 against the Roosters, and then uh, 60 and then 56 last week. So it, normally he averages around 60, 60 and can score yeah. a point a minute. You know, so, yeah. So I'd say hold. Hold or look to buy similar to Bo- is he similar to a Bodine Thompson? He, We're getting a lot of questions using the hashtag NRL Fantasy, which we'll get to in a second. But he, he, seems he hasn't similar lost. To Bodine. I don't think he's lost as much money. He's lost sixty three thousand. So it's not like he's the bargain that we said Bodine Thompson was last week. It turned out last week was not a good time to get him. But um, but yeah, if, if he does keep getting lowish scores, then. Uh, yeah, look to buy. Like I said, I think you just need one good score to arrest that price dip, yep. and he'll be back. He'll have a low break, having back on the way up, and that's the time to jump on. Fan questions from the hashtag. Yeah. All right, it's time to get to the fan questions. If you've got a question, you can get involved using the hashtag NRL Fantasy. Obviously, we've got the video show with CK, we've got the podcast, and we've got the blog as well. So plenty of ways you can get involved. Uh, first question comes from Scott McCormack. Uh, he's asking if Felice Kafusi has peaked, is Braley a sell? Marin, we've touched on, and he wants to know what happened to Luke Yates. A lot of people have Luke Yates. Who wants to take this question first? It's a lot of questions. We can probably divvy them up a bit. <laughs> what was the first one? Kifusi. Felice Kafusi. Um, what's his break even? I think he's still going. Yeah, he's still going. He's, he's scored pretty well. Um, I don't remember what he scored in the weekend, but... I think it, was, it was a bit of a downturn. It was in the 30s, I think. But, but still. Um, he's probably got a week or two. He's like, he's getting 40s mostly. He's probably a exactly. borderline fourth. Break-evens in the mid-20s this week. So, um, yeah. so keep him for at least a couple exactly. of weeks. And I think he's usable in the 17 in that time. Yeah. And Similarly, Braley, was Braley the next yes. one? Uh, his break-even's still around 20. He's still starting this week, or named to start at least. Um, he's getting more and more questionable as the week's going. Exactly. Going. Scores are dropping. Obviously, Seguiaris is getting more game time. Every week, if you can make a jump straight to a to a gun, it might be a good time to do it. In saying that, there's a few question marks over Andrew McCulloch now that Cody Nicarima looks like he's going to be on the bench this week, which will yeah. take game time off McCulloch. Um, but yeah, there's no no harm at all in holding Braley and getting every last drop of uh, cash out of him. And Probably the final not question: the 17, if you can help it. But yeah, hold for this week. And the final question on that: Sorry, was uh, Luke Yates? You're a Knights fan, Dom. The last time Yates played, he was going a point a minute. I think he was on 37 after about 25, 30 minutes, and then he got concussed. Yeah. And he hasn't been back in the team since. Are we likely to see him soon, or is it time to? I think he'll he'll play again. He, he didn't, as we say, he wasn't playing badly at all. He was one of the. Um, the guys to get dropped after the uh, thrashing against Penrith a few weeks ago. Um, and the Knights reshuffled their team. Um, as you can imagine, after a game like that, it worked pretty well last week. They got within one point of the Sharks. So they've pretty much stuck with that formula again this week. Um, I wouldn't be selling Yates. He's still making money if he's playing. You figure, you know, one more bad performance and they'll reshuffle their team again. They might give him a go for another reason, if there's an injury or something. So no need to sell right now. As a young guy, I think he was always going to get a bit of a run and then go back yeah. to reserve grade at some point. It's just weird that it's happened the week after he was finally called into the starting side um, and not great timing for fantasy coaches because his price was still on the up. Not an urgent sell. I think he'll probably come back at some point and make yeah. some more cash. Last, last season, Nathan Brown reshuffled the Knights team really regularly, like almost every week or two. So it could easily happen that he comes back you know, next week. 
All right, Kiri Two Nation wants to know, and it's two players we talk about every single week, but is it finally time to buy Whitehead and Bodine Thompson <laughs> or wait, considering their break-evens? They still might have a price drop in them, but it's got to be almost time if you're going to pull the trigger on bringing those two guys in. Yeah, almost time. I mean, you could do it, you could do it this week. I'd probably wait a week on... Definitely Bodine. His break-even's actually gone up after that 20-ish yep. on the weekend. Um, still potentially managing that Achilles injury. Yeah, break-even 55. I'd definitely wait a week if you don't have him already. Whitehead's break-even, I think, is 48. So he could probably potentially make money this weekend, but he won't make a lot. So you can have one more look yeah, at him. He's only had 150 this week and that this year, and that came with a uh, try. So yeah, it, yeah. There's no, I think there's no harm in waiting another week for them. He, yeah, he hasn't had a big game of good base stats yet. So Yeah, but it could happen this week. Who knows? All right, Billy Harrigan has written in, so I Billy want Harrigan. you to make a ruling on this one. He's, <laughs> he's traded Granville for Hampton, uh, which has obviously given him a lot of coin. That's, um, so he's looking to bring in Maguire and trade out Musgrove. Yay, nay, what do you think? Yeah, I don't. I think Musgrove's sputtering along in terms of fantasy. He's not really um, hit any great heights, whereas Maguire sort of looks like a possible keeper yep. in the front row. Do we agree with the first trade? I wouldn't. As yeah. discussed, I wouldn't get Hampton, but, but yeah. if he's already done it, then go for <laughs> it. <laughs> Alright, Jared Builder is obviously asking about Hampton and moving him from the half to the hooker role uh, frees up a lot of cash and then bringing in DCE for Leecher. So that's a, obviously when you're playing fantasy, if you've got a dual position player, it gives you a lot more freedom. So we've talked about Hampton and that hooker role, but if you pick him up, if you've got him in the halves, then the, you've got a lot of room to move around and bring in a, a gun half. Yeah, I mean, you've got to remember that long term, you want to have two gun hookers in your team. It's one of the highest scoring positions in fantasy. You don't want a Cameron Smith and then a dud. So... I'd only do it if you're planning later on to sell another half and switch Hampton back to the halves and bring in a hooker. Or upgrade um, Hampton to a or up, Yeah, but it's tricky to upgrade somebody that cheap. A very cheap player. To a very cheap player who might not necessarily make heaps of money all the way up to a $500,000 hooker. So I'm a bit wary of having a really cheap hooker, but apart from that... All right, last question, and I only include it because he just started following me on Twitter. I'm very excited. The Mount Smart Joker <laughs> loves his fantasy, loves his worries. He's at every game, dressed up, uh, heading into round six. Most cash cows are fat for the taking. Is it time? We talked about it. Braley, is it time to cash in on Braley and try to upgrade that hooker role because you want your two big hooker role scoring points, as you mentioned? Yeah, so as I said, um, Braley could be sold or in the next few weeks. He hasn't peaked yet. Um, but yeah, it depends who your target is. So Andrew McCulloch has been the top scorer in fantasy this year. Um, question marks, though, with Nicarima there, uh, probably going to be on the bench this week. So I wouldn't really go him. So it pretty much limits it down to Cameron Smith or McInnes. Anyone else we're looking at at the moment as a gun hooker? Smith's the number one, and I think McInnes is going to be a clear yeah, number so two this year. If you can get one of those two guys that you don't have, then go for it. Otherwise, I wouldn't worry. Boys, we're almost at the end of the show. Final thoughts. What trades are you going to make? Are you going to be trading in Billy Slater, CK? What oh, I traded him last week, even though I said not to, and then I knew I shouldn't, and he was on minus one at half time, <laughs> and I was like, CK, what are you doing? Um, He'll be he, all right. He made a bit of money. He's yeah. hopefully still average high 30s in the next couple of months, and I can upgrade him. <sighs> <laughs> I've got no plans on trades yet this week. I might keep an eye on uh, the Bulldogs team list and Matt Farley. Yeah, now to the point where I've got 
I'm starting to build up some trade out targets with no logical yep. trade in targets. So a lot of these cash cows, like I'm trying to get rid of, probably do um, Kenny Bromwich to Whitehead this week or next, but I'm starting to get rid of, you know, Moses Suley and these sort of guys. Yeah, no we office. said last week you don't have to trade. I mean, if you, that's the no most important trades. thing. People forget that you don't exactly. have to use those two <laughs> trades because <laughs> exactly. you're going to need them at the end of the year and through origin. And it's a bit of a switch in mentality in the early rounds. You kind of err towards trading because you don't want to miss, miss any cash cows. But from now on, you don't really want to blow trades on a on a sideways move or on a gamble. So, yeah, I think you really wait until something really obvious jumps out at you. And exactly. Then if you're an overall coach, you're going to be burning those trades through Origin and the yep. buys anyway. And if you're head to head, you just want to conserve for, you know, have as much as possible for the run homes. Either way, I'd be holding at this point if possible. All right, that's full time on this podcast. So you can get involved at fantasy.nrl.com. You can follow us at Twitter at AndrewBryan321, at Dom underscore Brock, and at CKennedy80. Of course, if you want us to answer your question, send in the, the imaginative hashtag NRL Fantasy, and we'll get to it either on the podcast or CK on his video shows. Uh, lots of great footy to look forward to. Enjoy your tipping and your fantasy. Don't forget, you don't have to trade. Enjoy the footy. This is the NRL.com Fantasy Podcast.